pictures of her, ordinary ones from her childhood in Virginia, photos after she'd gone through her training with the committee. She'd been striking. Even in the black and white photo, he could see that her dark eyes were mesmerizing. They should have known better than to send a new trainee to Archer MacDonald. But back then, his boss had his own agenda as far as the committee was concerned. Mal preferred the new American branch. He'd spent the past four weeks at the old house in the Garden District in New Orleans, absorbing intel, training, letting his hair grow too long, as he slowly became another person, and he wondered how Sophie Jordan had transitioned. After her time in the State Department and later under the shady auspices of the committee in London, she could have been so used to acting a part that she might not have even known who she really was underneath. That was always a danger in this business. He was prepared for anything. He hadn't gotten to where he was, survived as long as he had, without being able to handle the unexpected. The fact that he was tired, burned out, and edgy would make no difference. Not in this operation. He'd deal with all that when he got back to New Orleans. Assuming he did. He'd be a fool not to realize that any job might kill him. Hell, a taxicab coming around a corner might mow him down. There were no guarantees in life, and particularly not in his. All he could do was look straight ahead to the job he was doing and ignore the rest. The past was done. Nothing he could do to change it. Maybe the future would be better. Maybe not. He thought back to Sophie Jordan. She might have thought she was getting out of the game when she fell in love with Archer MacDonald and married him. So she wasn't entirely to blame for her stupidity. So many years ago, she'd been sent with a small team for initial surveillance, her very first mission, and her job had been to watch and learn. Instead, she'd caught the eye of their target, and Archer's sudden interest had been too good of a chance to let slip by. She'd been given the job to kill him, and instead she'd turned her back on the committee and the world, believing him to be innocent. Malcolm doubted she was still as naive, although how someone could have been that gullible in the first place after all her training eluded him. Only what passed for true love could cause someone to make such a fatal mistake. It was a damned good thing he knew true love was a myth. He leaned forward in the boat, staring into the darkness. He hadn't been given a particular timeline for this job. It depended more on outside influences and how completely MacDonald believed him— like how long it took him to discover where MacDonald was sourcing the potentially devastating new biological weapon that the committee had picked up on its radar, and when he could neutralize that source. It was interesting that it had taken his supposed former involvement with the committee to make Archer drop his guard enough to invite Mal to his island fortress— most people didn't even know the committee existed, even those with the power and resources that Archer had. But then it would never do to underestimate MacDonald. If he knew about the committee, did that mean he knew about his wife having been sent to kill him? Most likely. Three years was too long to live a lie, even the best of them. For all he knew, Sophie Jordan might be long gone. He didn't think so. Archer didn't do anything without a reason, and Mal was ready to move at the first hint of something off. He only hoped the mission wouldn't take too long. 
Playing a part was something he did automatically, but he didn't like it. I'm a machine, he told himself wryly, staring out into the darkening sky. He could see the distant outlines of the island up ahead, and he straightened, narrowing his eyes. For however long it took, he could be a machine. Humanity was waiting for him back in New Orleans when he finished the job. He just wasn't sure he was looking forward to it. Joe carried Sophie as carefully as he always did. She was wearing a long dress, one that covered her legs and sandals on her feet. One of Archer's servants had even appeared earlier and given her a pedicure so that her toenails were a bright copper that matched the color of the dress. It had been hard as hell to remain limp and unmoving as Elena had manipulated her feet, but Sophie had practiced from the